Hello, hello there, guys and gals. Welcome back to Pairs Among People. And today is a very special day because it's a week, right? Not not really a week, but a few weeks after my birthday. I mean, I already covered that part of my life in the last episode, but yay! I'm still, honestly, I'm still getting used to being 17. It's... I don't know. It's a it's a it's a new experience. Yeah. Quick disclaimer, though you m- might um you might go against about you might go against what I'm gonna talk about in the next thirty minutes, twenty minutes or so because yeah, guess what month it is? It's June, and y'all know what June is is known for in like Western culture mostly it's not it's well i don't i don't really know if we call it here in the philippines but then yeah it's pride month guys pride month yeah happy pride if you believe in that if you're a part of the community happy pride but if you're not a part of the community but you support us and or respect us well good for you you're an ally a fierce beautiful brock ally (laughs) If you got that reference, then I stand you. Anyway, so yeah, basically just those two words will like shift your whole perspective of me. But then, when am I not? I'm gay. When am I not gay, right? Anyway, so I'm gonna give you like a few seconds to like breathe or maybe decide whether you want to continue listening to this or if you want to skip ahead a few minutes or whatever. Because I'm gonna talk about some stuff that might that might trigger some of you if you don't believe in you know being gay or whatever. But whatever, I'm just I'm just gonna talk about this because it's Pride Month. I'm feeling proud. I'm feeling my oats. <laughs> and I'm also gonna be talking about how I came out. Well, not really came out. How I was. Um, how I didn't have any choice but to come out. Well, I did have a choice at first, but then I'm just gonna discuss that. Okay. Here's the few seconds that I promised to give you. So, you have the choice to continue listening or to, um, not listen to this at all. And thank you for the, yeah, thank you for the stream. Okay, anyway, so yeah, I'm going to talk about how I found out I was gay. Well, not really found out, more like, oh, this is what being gay is? Oh, cool, yay. So being in a conservative country like the Philippines, well, a conservative continent like Asia, rather, um, the LGBT community wasn't really looked. Um, they weren't really glorified not really glorified but they weren't really normalized if you know what I mean they they were seen as abnormal people they were seen as people who didn't follow the norm the, the social norm something like that they basically saw us as freaks as demons so yeah it's not it's not really as there there isn't really any law that requires us to be killed if they found out we were like homosexual transsexual whatever there was no law 
not that I know of. There isn't really any law here in the Philippines, but if there are any laws in other Asian countries, I feel bad for them. But here in the Philippines, we really, we really aren't that strict with, with how we view gay people. Before, um, I think. Okay, not not I think, but I know that we have a lot of representation in media. We have a lot of gay celebrities. We have Vice Ganda for for crying out loud. We have um, we have drag queens, drag kings, whatever. My family even invited, not really invited, but then like, um, what do you call that? What's the name? They came up with a drag competition. As part of our office Christmas party, so yeah, that's. I think that was the first time I was really introduced to men in wigs and in makeup, lip syncing to Madonna songs. I think that was one of the first experiences. And although I don't really get to visit clubs, and I'm not allowed to visit clubs, drag clubs, whatever kind of clubs, even straight clubs, I'm not allowed to join or be a part of them or just visit them i'm not allowed i it still felt it still felt freeing you know just to watch that i remember the the day after i was i was humming along to like a virgin by madonna and then my mom was just saying how the song was the song had virgin and then she explained it to me and then my childhood was gone I'm kidding. It wasn't really gone, but yeah, you get the drift. So anyway, I started having homosexual tendencies when I was around the ages of six, seven, or eight. I think I was browsing through Yes magazine and saw Gerald Anderson <laughs> or some other male celebrities. I don't know. I I I I have Gerald Anderson in my head for some reason. He was he was doing this photo shoot for Fit and Riot, this this drink we have here in the Philippines. Uh, okay, I, <laughs> I had to stop for a minute there because I was trying to remember and then I just stopped. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's how I found out. Not really found out, but then that's when I started. I didn't think it would come back like for a minute or two. I think, I think, yeah, I think every... I think a lot of us, a lot of us have had animated crushes, like 2D guys, not 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 specifically, not particularly limited to anime, but like animation, Disney, Pixar, whatever. I think we have had a lot of those. And my first ever animated crush-ish was... Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. I think we all have had a crush on him. Honestly, who would not? The dimples, the black hair, the rolled up sleeves. Yes. And then we have Aladdin. Oh my god. Okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna dive deep into that because uh okay. After Aladdin there was Eugene or Flynn Rider from Tangled. I have a type. You can tell I have a type. Anyway, so when I watched those movies, I didn't really pay attention to the girls. I mean, I did. They were beautiful in their dresses. They had beautiful songs, but my eyes was my eyes were 
we're steering towards the uh, the guys. <laughs> Shameless. All right. <laughs> but I didn't really talk about my my quote unquote interest in those Disney princess. So I kind of lied to myself, or not really lied, but more like convinced myself to believe that. Oh, the girls are more pretty. They're they're prettier than the boys. So, so I would say that my crush was Mulan, um, Belle, uh, Ariel, whatever, whoever Disney princess was there. Another factor that might have contributed to my femininity was watching Barbie movies. One, two, three. Yes, I did watch Barbie movies. I was a fan. I think. Okay, I didn't buy any of their merch. I don't have dolls because... Ew, dolls, right? But... <laughs> I remember... In grade 1 and grade 2, I was being teased... <laughs> by my male classmates because... Ew, he's a girl. He watches Barbie. Okay, shut the fuck up. Barbie movies are great. They have more moral lessons than your Hot Wheels shit. They have more moral lessons than your Transformers shit. They don't. They they aren't always like friendship saves the day. Okay, some of those movies have friendship saves the day, but Barbie movies they are top tier. And if you fight me on this, I will fight back. I remember like just listing all of the songs that I know and just singing them whenever I had the chance. I remember belting out "I Need to Know" from what movie it uh, what movie is it um the island princess i think i remember belting that song out in my room or the bathroom just wherever i got the chance to sing it and i just miss her movies i mi- i miss i miss when they were good they stopped being good after secret door okay that was the i think that was the last good the, the last good musical barbie ever put out so there was that hint that oh i like girl stuff more because oh i watch girl movies so to explain this um toxic masculinity it was very prevalent in those days they were like oh if you don't play basketball you're not masculine oh if you choose girl characters in video games you're feminine some shit like that so those gender norms were really messed up back then in the day and they're they're still here right now. They're just very subtle because we live with them, and it's hard to get that bias out of our head. So, yeah. But it didn't really matter to me. Okay, I did get angry sometimes. I did get annoyed sometimes. I probably have cried about it sometimes in the classroom. But in the long run, I don't think it really affected me because I still did those stuff. Nothing really changed. So, I think the turning point for me was around grade 5 and grade 6. Okay, grade 5, we had these clubs as part of our schedule in my old school. So, we had clubs, right? In grade 5, I wanted to deviate. I didn't want to do choir anymore because I was regularly in, like, choir, math club, whatever. So, in grade 5, I wanted to try something new and and join the drama club. Yes, I joined a drama club and I was introduced to a whole new world of theater. Yeah, so we know the stereotype like guys who join theater are gay. Guys who know how to dance ballet or something are gay. Something like that. We know that stereotype and 
I didn't know about that stereotype until a few years later when I actually came out. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was a good year. That was a good experience because we had this thing called the Festival of Talents where each club had to perform. I remember, I think the song we performed was um, What Is This Feeling from Wicked? I was I was the ensemble, but then your boy fell. <laughs> your boy tripped on the stage, and then I, I I went I went back up after like a few seconds, like realizing what I had done. <laughs> I was like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> and then I just stood up like a queen. So after that year, I think it was grade six. We had another opportunity to to choose new clubs or go back to the same club that we were in. So I chose to be in the drama club again. And this time, I was with a boy. And not just any boy, a boy from my class. Okay, I don't know if he's listening to this podcast or to this episode in particular, but if you are, I'm talking to him, if, if you are listening to this, I'm so sorry this happened. I just... This is an experience for both of us. So, yeah. If you want to relive it and listen to it, then go on ahead. If you don't, skip this part. You might cringe, you might die, you might laugh. So, yeah. For anonymity reasons, I'm gonna use an alias for him. And that alias is gonna be um, something like Tom. So, Tom and I, we didn't really... We were close, but we were not that kind of close yet. So what happened there was that I didn't really expect for him to be a part of the drama club. So that was that was an experience for him. So I think when we joined the drama club, we were given an opportunity to audition for the school play that was going on that time. And the school play that time, since we weren't allowed to really do romance for plays, we needed to do something like moral lessons, woo, family. So the play then was my son Pinocchio, junior version, bitch. Junior, because we were kids. Junior. So I thought to myself, oh, hey, let me try to audition for this. If I get in, then yay. If I don't get in, then okay. So, yeah, the result was I got in my first school play, and what I didn't know would be, like, a whole a whole train wreck of events. So, in the middle of production, Tom and I, we were becoming better friends. I wouldn't say, like, best friends, but then we were getting kind of close. We had inside jokes about stuff we watch, stuff we listen to, and something in me kind of clicked, something in me kind of like changed my whole perspective of someone like him, and um, I was just a little boy who didn't know anything about feelings, like true feelings, like yeah sure I've had crushes on girls, I thought girls were pretty, but then Tom was just on another level, he was... He he impacted my 12-year-old self, 11-year-old self. I don't remember how old I was back then. But he impacted my young self. He let me see, like... He let me imagine a few things, like... I don't know, it's just... Ugh, just emotions. And it was... 
just talking about it makes me remember everything. Remember the feeling, remember the experience. So I didn't really I didn't really think too much of it back then. I like brushed it off like, oh, this is just another thought. I'm just going to brush it off and focus on the play. But I didn't. I didn't brush it off because apparently I had a dream. I'm not going to I'm not going to be too detailed about the dream, but then I just had a dream about him. So yeah, after that I realized that I really do have feelings for Tom. I did have feelings for Tom. So I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know whether to tell my parents. I didn't know whether to tell my friends. I didn't know whether to tell my teachers because at that point in time, I didn't really know whether feeling this way was right or wrong. I knew it was wrong in a sense, but I now that I was the one experiencing it, I didn't know whether it was right or wrong. So I think the first person I ever told was someone very random, I think, which was kind of kind of a stupid idea on my on my end, but I didn't really think I didn't okay. My argument there was that if I told someone random in my class, they wouldn't tell, they wouldn't care, they would just let it they would just let it fly away. But my stupid ass, my stupid young self wanted to tell more people because ooh this is tea i have feelings for a boy this is tea what how would other people react to it so i wanted the attention <laughs> not going to lie i feel like i wanted the attention so what as time passed i told more and more people and i thought that i could trust them i thought that i could believe that they could keep it a secret but Yeah, they didn't. But before that happened, I'm gonna tell you that I actually did tell Tom about my feelings for him. Quote unquote tell. I didn't really confess in a way that like romantic comedies portray confessing like. So, it was during music time. We were rehearsing for this recital and we were on our way to the music room. And I at that time there was a girl who liked him and I was like, "Oh, dude, I know who you like." I wait, no. I know who likes you. And then and then he kind of forced it out of me, I think. He forced it out of me by like um annoying me ish. He was punching me. He was holding my arm. And then I felt I was like, "Okay, you know, I'm just going to tell him." Fuck it, I'm just going to tell him. So when I said when he asked again like who likes me and then I said me, he kind of ran away. Not really ran away, more like he went to another part of the room and then I didn't know what to do. I was just silent. And then lo and behold, another person in my class, another friend, another another classmate whatever, someone I didn't tell came to me and was like, "Yo, you like Tom?" I was like, "Oh shit. This is gonna this is gonna go bad. It's gonna go wrong." It it did go wrong because a few days after that happened, um he really did run away from me and then I didn't expect the emotions that would develop there. I didn't expect the emotions that would like pour on my face. Because I just cried, I just cried. Like imagine, 
the your castmates who you have been close to for the whole production just ran away from you just because you had feelings for him. Imagine that. And imagine that same castmate, that same friend, um, told a bunch of random people. That, that's, that, that has to suck. Don't tell me that doesn't suck. Like, literally, people walked up to me. People I didn't know. People that weren't even in, on the same grade level. They were, like, a grade lower, a year lower than me. They asked me, like, Oh, hey, you like Tom? I, I didn't know how to answer that because... Uh, just... It was a breach of privacy. I was mad. I'm I'm still mad right now, but then Tom has changed. We still we still talk to each other kinda. We still talk. So yeah. But what really happened that made me that made me sh- change my entire perspective about my belief on um yeah, my belief on Christianity or something. Just it's just the fact that right after Right after he ran away, maybe the same day, maybe a few days after, um, one classmate, maybe two, maybe three, um, blurted out that I like Tom right in front of the guidance counselor when she was in her classroom doing guidance hour. So that same day, I was called to the guidance counselor. Um, I don't... I don't stand by that belief that homosexuality isn't normal because human beings are free to do whatever they want. We were given free will. So it's not really like outside factors. It isn't really external factors. It isn't determinism determining each and everything that we do. We can't just like wake up one day and decide to be gay, decide to wear makeup for the fun of it. We can't do that because... It's just something we can't really explain. So, when the guidance counselor told me that, oh, being gay is not normal, liking another boy isn't normal, you will go to hell, or something like that. So, just talking about this is making me kind of emotional, but then I move past it, but I like talking about this because it's just something that makes me feel so free. Because going through it and telling the people that really mattered is what matters, you know? So that same night and for a few nights after, I was crying. I was sad. I wasn't really crying, but then I was just sad. And then my parents caught me crying. They noticed I was sad, so they visited my room. And then they saw that I was crying. And then I had to tell them because they they, they would know... Whether I like it, I liked it or not, they would know one way or another. So I just told them that I liked Tom, and then they just they just told me that no matter what happens, they would still love me. And then they sh- they showed me a picture of the whole family, and then they pointed out like um, that my dad he has a a gay cousin and. He he kind of went through the same struggle that I have. He's also into the arts, into theater, and it's just reassuring. So yeah, my parents really accepted me, and 
I'm blessed to be in a family that does accept me. But there are some people I regret coming out to. And to those people who I regret coming out to, I hope that right now you are more educated and you are living a better life than you were before, I guess. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is just if you are still like a closeted kid and you are having trouble coming out to the people you love, I, the piece of advice that I want to give you is that coming out is essential as it is necessary but you don't really have to come out what matters is that you accept yourself you accept your identity as a person of um of difference what matters is that you live your identity you you own your identity what matters is that you accept yourself for who you are and if you accept yourself you wouldn't really care about whether other people accept you or not because you're the only one who's in charge of your life so before i end this podcast let me give you a few tips if you are planning to come out or sooner or later i'm just gonna give you a few tips so tip number one um Come out on your own time. Come out on your own accord. Make sure that you're the one who comes out for you. Unlike me, where people had to... Uh, I don't I don't want to think about it. Anyway, so yeah, just come out on your own accord. Make sure that you're the one who does it. Next tip, tip two. Just like all things in life, coming out is a process as well as it is a journey. Coming out doesn't stop right after you say you're gay, you're lesbian, you're trans, you're bi, you're pan, whatever. It doesn't end there. It's a whole process, a whole journey of challenges. Um, you're gonna lose some friends. You're gonna lose some loved ones. You're gonna you're gonna have respect lost, and that's okay because you're living as you. What matters is that you're living as you. And what also matters is that you're happy, and don't we all deserve to be happy, right? <laughs> anyway, um, last tip, make sure you're comfortable with the people you tell. You can tell your friends, your close friends, your family, as long as you trust them enough. But it's not a guarantee that they will not spread it. Like what happened to me, I thought I trusted those people not to spread it, but guess what they did? And you can take it as me being bitter. I don't care. It's not, I'm not bitter at all. I'm just, I'm just realizing how stupid I was. Anyway, but yeah, just make sure you're comfortable with the people you tell. Because if you're not comfortable and you have that lingering fear, then you have made a mistake. But it's already been done, so... You just have to keep your head held up high. And if they get mad at you, if other people find out and they get mad at you, just come clean, tell the truth. And if they don't like you, then they don't like you. If they don't respect you, then just let them do their thing. What matters is the people that matter loves you, love you, and respect you. That's it. That's all. That's all we gay kids need, right? That love and support from the people we love. And if you are someone who lost the love and support of someone close to you, then I'm sorry that that happens in life. You just have to 
hope for someone else that will come along in your journey of life and just support you the best way they can. So yeah, those are just a few of the tips that I want to share. So if you are planning to come out or not, just remember tip number one, do it on your own accord, do it on your own time. Just, it's your choice, alright? Once again, happy Pride Month and... Um yeah, hope you all hope you all will have a great week ahead of you and yeah. Bye.